0: Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author, Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's
1: show. Well, hi, everybody. This is Carol Topp with the Homeschool CPA Podcast, and today we have a homeschool leader with uh, lots of experience who's going to share some um, of her experience with you all. This is Angela Weaver from the Homeschool First group in Lynchburg, Virginia. So, hey, Angela. Hi, thanks for hi, Thanks for talking. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, well, I wanted to say that your group, uh, Homeschool First, is pretty, pretty good size for a homeschool group. Sixty to seventy five families typically, right? Yes,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that, that means, you know, 150, hundred and fifty, two hundred plus children probably, right?
0: Yes, yeah. We've had um upwards of two hundred kids. Ooh. We have we have a few large families, so
1: it yeah, takes for happens. an interesting
0: day some days.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it does. But uh in particular, we I think we're going to talk about some more of the leadership issues, which is of course what the podcast is kind of about leading, but right. um you you want to talk about, you know, maybe being a leader too long or even even stuff like running your board or, you know, having a board or not too big of a board. So, so where do you want to start? You want to talk about being a leader for too long? Have you been sure. a for too long, Angela? Sure. Um, the group that I came out of,
0: which will remain anonymous, um, the uh, president of the group had been the president of the group for the whole time. And By the time I joined it, the group was about, I don't know, six, seven years old. And then by the time it folded in 2015, it was getting up there to 20 years. Um, oh, I had wow. been, yeah, I was a teacher. We had, towards the end there, we had we always had a limit of how many families, but our, our lovely president, who was kind-hearted and she was a lovely woman and very generous, she always let the next mom in because they would, you know, say, so we just moved into the area or something like that. So by the time the group folded, we had 150 families. Wow. Um, our group came out of that group in 2015. And uh, one of the things that I didn't want to see was any one leader getting burned out. Yeah. And I decided that, and, and not just myself, but part of my vision was and part of what the people who came around around me to start the group decided was that one of the ways to avoid that was to set it into the bylaws, that we would have elections and uh, mm. that... You know, no leader could serve on the board for more than two consecutive terms.
1: And I actually long, wanted it. How long? How long is a term? A term Angela? is two
0: years. So, two,
1: so they could serve up to four years in a row.
0: They could serve four years then, in a row, and that was it. And the first mm-hmm. year, the first set of terms, however, was the president and the secretary would serve three years, okay. and then the uh, the treasurer and the um, Vice President would serve two years. So that not all the leaders were leaving at the same time.
1: Right. Stagger it a little bit. So
0: I initially wanted it to be a, a situation where no leader would serve more than one term in a row. Like you could take a year off, serve a term, yeah. take a year off, come back on the board doing something else. Uh, yeah. It's just, just, just because what I saw in the other group that we've been part of was really – people getting very burnt, and then they didn't want to mm. do any more, and they just left. And so when people leave like that, I think there's f- there are fewer resources to draw on for wisdom and, mm. and help just in general. So I wanted to avoid that, but the board overruled me when I, we were writing up our bylaws, and they said, no, we think they should serve two consecutive terms if they want to. Okay. So... That's what I'm doing at this point is serving my second term because no one else ran for president, which I guess is the other problem with volunteers and having elections. (laughs) Um, I've learned a few lessons along the way, but I think it is really important that somehow, maybe not with elections, with however you feel comfortable, whatever the group leader feels comfortable with doing, having that boundary of no, no one's going to be president for life. Well, um, so
1: was this former leader, the the former president of your former group, was she president that whole time? Those yes. whole twenty years. She was president years? the whole time. And did yeah. they have elections, or did no, did they not? Did not have elections. Okay. It was a. It was a group
0: it was a group that started as a support group and then a few years after it started as a support group um they added classes in
1: Sure.
0: So it became common. we're we're like this too. We are a support group that facilitates classes. We are not a co-op. Um mm-hmm. people laugh at me because I make that a big deal that we say that we're not a co-op. But mm-hmm. um I think it's important to make the distinction. We don't require people to teach. Uh gotcha. it, and we're also um, inclusive, so we don't base our membership or or we don't have a statement of faith. What we have is a, is a code of conduct, and you have to sign the code of conduct in order to become part of the group and live by that code uh, because we just felt like what we wanted was a group that came together because of our desire to homeschool our children, right. not necessarily because of our faith. Now, we have a lot of Christians in our group, and we have parameters set out for teachers that if you want to have prayer in your class, then you need to say so in your description. If you want to use a
1: Christian based
0: yep. curriculum, you state that in your you tell
1: people. Yep.
0: Yeah, you tell people. So that's yeah, how we people. work that. And it's been fairly successful so far.
1: It is And have been a, around now about three three years. It's our fourth year. Fourth We're year. We're going into yeah, our fourth yeah. year. Yeah. Brandy yeah well, so pretty. Well, you know, there's pros and cons to the whole election idea. So back to the president that served for yes. twenty years. She didn't she, they didn't hold elections and right. chances are, you know, she'd win. <laughs> right. But well sometimes the the board does the board doesn't have to. Of an of a nonprofit it all depends on how your bylaws are written.
0: Exactly. And
1: if you give the members a vote on anything. And some members like to vote on things and some don't really care. But you don't have to. So, so I'd have to add a rough, rough idea of just the people I talk to. Probably holding elections is in the minority. Probably the majority of homeschool groups that I think I talk to, I'd say the majority of them say, no, the board just appoints people when a board member needs to step down or, or is right. burned out or just term is up. But since you have term limits, it's really important that you have elections or some way to get those board members replaced because you guys have term limits. Right. That They're not supposed to keep serving, you know, and you'd have exactly. to change your bylaws. And I don't know if you even want members, if members vote on the bylaws. Some, some groups do that, some just the board. Yeah.
0: Right. They didn't vote on the yeah. bylaws. We were actually uh, writing bylaws uh, the whole summer before we actually became a group. And, the The thought was out there, do we want to do that? But we realized very quickly, because the minute people found out that we were established as a group, we started getting phone calls to join, mm-hmm. and uh, we barely got our website up before we had twenty five members, yeah. right away. I mean paid members, yeah. people you know filling out the application and paying immediately and then by the end of the summer of fifteen, I would say we were already to forty five members. So the option of having the group vote on bylaws seemed to not be a very wise thing to do, because there was so many of us I agree. It's
1: cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh,
0: And we already knew we wanted to become a 501c3. That was part of the plan when we started the group. So we just decided it would be better if the board wrote the bylaws. We could set up a committee and... I think one of the people on the committee was actually a group member, not on the board.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, kind of a member at large. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So that was something we did. And the bylaws really came out of the the vision that I had for the group, which was to make sure that the group didn't become anybody's baby, which was kind of the feeling a lot of the members of the the previous group felt. Of course. Was of course. That, you know, the president never stepped down because it was her baby, and yes. she couldn't let anybody else do anything with it. Yeah, and
1: I want so to say it's it folded. I mean, you said it folded. It yeah, oh, yeah, there, yeah. And
0: there are several reasons for that, and some of them are actually legal.
1: Oh. Yeah, but you know that there's a they they have a name for that. You know what you were saying about this is the president's baby. This group is her baby. It's called founder syndrome. Yeah, and yes. and it's when someone who starts the group kind of sees this as hers, like, uh-huh. like she owns it. And she started it, and they they're like king of the castle, and it gets really hard for them to give up their. Their work. I mean, she yeah. did this for twenty years. This is like almost her crowning achievement for homeschooling, right? right? Her life work. Right. So, yeah, you came at that. You saw the the um, the disadvantages of that, and said, "We're going to set up a little differently with those term limits, with with the you know, yeah, stronger elections, exactly. even for board members." Yeah. yeah, and yeah,
0: and I I saw it as something that I could easily step into that syndrome and I just wanted to make sure I didn't and that nobody else did. I just it's such a dangerous thing in your own home life. And when you you yeah. know you're talking about homeschooling your own children and you know somehow they they often get lost, your own children mm. when you yeah. when you start a group and yeah. you know you forget that they're your primary reason. For doing all of this in the first place.
1: Well, you know, I think, Angela, a lot of women. I'll talk about women because there's mostly who lead homeschool mm-hmm. groups, especially if they're, you know, the the president of Head Honcho. I think there's a lot of, you know, um, career satisfaction or emotional satisfaction that yes. comes, like emotional strokes that come from that. You really feel like you're doing something more than just being home with your kids, but. Right. Uh, boy, at, at what a sacrifice. And, you know, at the end of your life, who's going to be around your bed? Is it going to be your home right, board right. or your children? It's going to be your children. Exactly. You, you know, have a good so, relationship with them. So that's That's why
0: I set it up that way and why I encouraged all those that were joining with me to do this to, you know, I was really tried to to impart the vision that I had and the, the reasons, you know, the cautionary tale, so to speak, of why I wanted to do it that way. And most of the people, matter of fact, everybody agreed that that would be a better way to have the term limits. Of course, looking at things as they are now, this is, you know, we're going into our fourth year. We've had three elections. We've had three member meetings. It's, the the last one was not well attended, and mm-hmm, I
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I sit here and I go, okay, you know, I'm thinking, what can I do to encourage people to come to the member meeting? So we've talked about various ways, but you know, my bigger thing is how do I impart the idea that this isn't Angela Weaver's group, right? This is. You know, this family's group and the Smiths family's group and the Joneses family's group, this is your group. And if you don't participate, nothing happens. Right. You know, it mm. will fall. And I'm having to do that this year with events. You know, we've had, every year we have an events team. And the last couple of years, the events team has had some rough things going on. I mean, not, you know, just leaders that really, I think, they were very wonderful women, but they didn't really know how to lead. Mm-hmm. And so the events, team, the events suffered a little bit, and the team suffered, and so nobody signed up this year to do events. Oh. And so I, I don't remember where I heard this idea, but the idea of, okay, so put on a board all the events you normally have and put it out there and say, these events will only happen if at least two people sign up to make sure this event happens. Yes. And I, I've i been thinking about it a lot and thought, you know, that would be a really good way for people to start understanding this is your group. And if you don't participate in this, then it doesn't happen. And if they see that and, and have a, I know, almost like a visceral attachment to it because, oh, that event I really liked isn't happening, why not? And then I say, well, because nobody signed up to do it. Then they go, oh, Oh, I right. get it now. That's what I'm hoping will happen. I don't know if it will.
1: <laughs> you know what um, I like? I like. Well, two, you said two people have to sign up because people are reluctant to say, "Yeah, I'll lead that event," and then they feel like they're all alone. But if you exactly. say, "I got to have two people, a team," and it's I, think, be a team. I think, think it, it might have been on the Facebook page you and I belong to the "I am a homeschool group leader" Facebook page. Yes, and I I'll think put that's the, where I heard about that. I'll put the yeah the link and yeah, someone was talking about how she stood up in front of her members with a whiteboard and listed the the events said okay who wants to plan the whatever picnic right nobody's hand went up she erased it right in front of them very visual very tangible she erased it okay we're not having the picnic then well then there were like five women that said no we love the picnic okay can I put your names down yeah
0: (laughs) right well it took a year that year yeah what she wrote was is that it took a year because they had to see that the events really weren't going to happen
1: that the board
0: that they had on the for their group wasn't going to just magically make everything happen. And so at the end of the year, when that really beloved event didn't happen, and people were like, whoa, what's going on? Hey, we yeah. said, if you don't sign up, if somebody yeah. doesn't yeah. take this event, it's not happening. We were serious. Right. Apparently, you didn't believe us. You know, I sometimes feel like it's I have to do the same thing with my kids.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I hate will, to say that okay.
0: because we're all grown-ups. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the things that irritates me about leadership is that sometimes I feel like I'm made to be the parent and I don't want to be.
1: So, Mm -mm.
0: you know, I had a wise woman say, then don't and just don't, things just don't happen. Let it fall. And
1: that's very hard for me. (laughs) It is very hard because you enjoy these things. You started this group because you enjoy, you know, the events, the activities, the stuff you do. So you hate to see it. You don't want to see it die. On your watch either, right, nobody wants to say it does exactly because so of, I
0: picked the things uh-huh. that I would be like, "Okay, fine, that they don't mm-hmm. happen and and the events are one of the things you know classes was one that we just were having some issues with that, and i I couldn't just let classes go. That's not something that I feel I mean that's one of the reasons we have this group, and so mm-hmm. that was one of the things I wasn't willing to sacrifice, but so I pitched in and I helped so that it would happen. But okay. I am willing to let events happen, not happen. I am willing yeah. to say, okay, nobody did this, so it's not happening, yeah. and let the chips fall where they may. I'm kind of hoping that, that the group realizes rather quickly that, that I'm serious. <laughs> 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 but that's, you know, that's just all part of the leadership. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.